Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 240. Is it possible we are over-obsessed with our tennis rating? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, you remember the excuse when you said you didn't have enough time to learn tennis? Well, you can throw that out the window. COVID-19 has just made your schedule wide open for a little self-improvement. Check out my Accelerator Tennis System, a fresh start guide on how to play smart tennis. I included a link in the show notes, or you can log on to BackhandCity.com for a five-minute preview video. Accelerator Tennis System, a fresh start guide on how to play smart tennis. Is it possible you're over-obsessed with your tennis rating? So for those of you who don't know what a tennis rating is, you don't have one, or maybe you want one, buyer beware. Now, they're free. You can get tennis ratings a number of ways, and there's different ways to rate yourself. You can do it. A self-rating, and you can use different scales, including the NTRP, which started out in the 1960s, which is on a scale of one to seven. And of course, they have the more modern uh, system called the Universal Tennis Rating System. And so a lot of people I find when we're rating ourselves, and I would probably include myself in that, is we overrate ourselves, right? So let's say you think you're a 4.0. I get a lot of people especially when tourists come to town, they'll fill out my online application. We'll have a little Q&A in there. They've got a little historical context about their game, what they're looking for. And a lot of times they will rate themselves. And I remember sitting in an office of a, another tennis pro about a month ago and somebody had come in, they were staying at the hotel and uh, they're like, here is so-and-so just called. They're looking to hit. They want a lesson while they're in town. And the guy rated himself like a 5.0 that was 64 years old. And we just all kind of looked at each other. And we we're like, yeah, that's, that's a 3-5 player. And, and the reason is there's probably under 100, literally, 60-year-old players that could play at a 5-0 level. Literally under 100. I would think John McEnroe plays at a 5-0 level. Maybe a few of his peers that are still in their sh in shape in their in their sixties, but you get the idea. There, there's probably some ITF players out there. Like I know there's ITF players that play international amateur events that are five O players. I've seen them; they're amazing. But there's really maybe a hundred of them that stay on top of their game. And I think where it comes from is people remember their finest moment on the tennis court. And it doesn't have to come from last week. They'll remember it from three years ago, and they'll, they'll take that minutia piece of information. Maybe it was just this ace, and they blew by somebody, or they had a big win against their friend. And I think what you're seeing here is there's this natural comparison. If so-and-so's a 4-0, I perceive myself to be better than them, so I must be at least a 5-0. And I think people think that one point doesn't really make a big difference. But it's a huge jump to even go up a half a point in tennis. So 
what do you do about it? All right. You have to really kind of understand ratings. They're not really healthy to obsess over because they're hard to change. You got to play a lot of tennis to get moved up. And a lot of people that now play tennis, whether they play, especially if they're playing USTA leagues or something like that, a lot of people are trying to push down their rating because they don't want to get bumped up and then get pushed out of their skill set. So the people who have been playing tennis a long time are always trying to manipulate the computer to keep their number in a range that they're comfortable with. And of course, like I said, there's a lot of different systems now, including the NTRP, which is the original one. There is the Universal Tennis Rating, and now the ITF has come out with one as well that's going to be in development in 2020. But as COVID-19 hit, I'm sure that's getting pushed way back on the back burner, which is probably good for all of us. Now, when it comes to these ratings, you have to kind of think with short-term and long-term benefits. If you look at your data over time, at least six months to a year, then the ratings can be really informative and educational to see if you've progressed, reached your goals. And when you go on there, you can see all the matches you've played that have contributed to your rating. Your rating has more relevance as you take it over bigger chunks because it's going to show you your actual rating that the computer algorithm generated. If you do a self-rating and you want to jump into a league, you're more than welcome to do that. A lot of uh, organizations uh, decided to get out of the rating business and they just let people self-rate whatever they want and then your matches over time dictate up or down where your ratings go. I would also say one of the big things, if you want to get better quicker, you want to get this number, I would go and play tournaments because your ranking will get updated weekly, maybe monthly, depending on what, what uh, category you're in. But if you want to go out and get some real hard data for your game, go out and play tournaments. You know, you can play them in a weekend. They get updated on the computer. And then usually that following Monday, depending on the category, they get updated. And then every month, the USTA League updates everything, and then you'll see your ranking. So you'll see a real hierarchy. If you're playing the, the 35 division, you'll see the number one player in your area, section, or state, the whole way down to the lowest ranked player. And those rankings are great because they don't really lie. There are the results. That's the number you got for how far you got in the tournament, and there is your ranking. And I think one thing you need to be careful for when it comes to ratings or rankings, you got to understand this is process versus outcome. Your outcome is obviously to do better, whether it's a higher ranking or a higher rating. To get that, you have to be focused on the short-term process. And those are your daily habits and practice routines that you're using to improve your game. So whether you're playing matches or you're practicing a lot or hopefully you're doing a combination of both, the process is going to be what helps you there. So my advice is look at these ratings and rankings over long periods of time. Don't assess, obsess about them weekly. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day with a fresh episode. And if you're looking for people to practice with so you can improve your rating or ranking, log on to BackhandCity.com and check out our free Find a Partner tennis service. Just click on the blog link and then join the website. You'll be able to get inside the dashboard and decorate your profile and start looking for tennis partners today.
Thanks for listening to Find Your Aha Moment. This is Brian Lutz of BackendCity.com signing off until tomorrow. That's when push comes shove. I believe it was inevitable. That's when push comes shove. Could this be the one that got away? I get the message, guess I knew it all.